Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Our theme for the month has been passionate living. We've been talking about living passionately and, and being passionate about the call that God places upon our lives and living passionately, you know, in, for His will and His way. And this morning I want to talk about developing and strengthening a passion for God's house. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do that, but before I get underway and I bring the word, I'm going to ask Margaret and Mark yeah, just well, to come and share for a few well, minutes about what they love about the house of God and what it means to them to be in the house of God. So can we welcome Margaret this morning? Thank you, Margaret. <laughs> See my Bible. Hey, we were having a joke yesterday. Christian and myself we were visiting. So good to visit with brothers and sisters of the Lord. Yeah. And we were chatting and sharing the word. And she went and got her Bible and she put it on my lap and I read it. And then I handed over to her and she put it on her lap and she read. And we said, So strange, the older generation, we've got to have our Bibles yeah. and we've got to have our slips of paper. Yeah. But the younger generation just got their phone yeah. and they're <laughs> But love me, I'm old, but I'm good. So yeah. 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 I love the Lord. We all love the Lord. Hey. And it's so good. This morning's worship was oh, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Yeah. You know, so when you walk in that door, there's just a new beginning in my life. Yeah. For all of us, just a new fresh anointing. And um, today I've got two questions for you, and I want you to go home and think about these questions. The first question is Do you call C3 your spiritual home? Do you have a passion for C3? Do you call this your spiritual home? It surely is mine, yes. My mind says yes. I have a passion for this church. I have a passion for your people. I have a passion just so good to be here, to come here and just let loose, be myself, give God all the glory. And, uh, you know, I always say when I get to church on a Sunday, we have busy lifestyles, we have challenges, we have it all, but we have God. But when I come on a Sunday and you get to that first glass door yeah. and you hear the music team and the excitement, so, oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. And then you walk up those steps and halfway through you hear all the chitter chatter and the laughter, you think, oh, praise the Lord, I'm here. You can hear oh. a bit of nonsense. Yeah. And then you get to this, the last glass door and you have someone standing there with a big welcome and you just say, thank you, Lord, I'm home. Oh. I'm here. <laughs> So, so good. Um, yes, and, and we are a family. You know, we are a family of God. You are my brothers and you are my sisters, whether you like it or not. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to love me because I love you. Um, and um, what has God got in store for us? He has, this is my spiritual home. He always has something different in store for me. He always has something good for me. It's never bad. Whatever I get is good, which is stunning, stunning. This is my spiritual home. This is my spiritual home. This is where I want to be. This is where I grow. This is my spiritual home. I feel God's presence here. I feel his anointing here. I feel good here. I feel God's love. It's so good to feel God's love. We feel lost in the world at times. And we feel, oh, do I really belong here? But when I walk in that door, I know I belong here. It's like you go to a function for the work or someone's birthday party and they don't know the Lord. You sit and you think, 
I don't belong here. I feel uncomfortable. But when we get to see through, when we get with our brothers and sisters, we feel welcome. We belong here. And that's so, so exciting. I am content. I am fulfilled when I come here. You know, it's like when, when you leave work, whatever time you leave work, or if you go shopping and you get in your car and you're on your way home, you know where you go. You're going home. You know where home is. That's how I feel with our spiritual home is. When we get in the car, you don't say, okay, babe, where are we going today? Oh, let's try that church. Okay, let's get onto GPS. Let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> the we don't do that. We get in our car and we know where our spiritual home is. We know where we go. And that is what's so exciting. So your first question I said is, do you call C3, your spiritual home? Do you call it? My second question is, number two, what has been planted in the house of God done for me? What has done for you? To be planted in this home has done a lot for me. It has made me strong. It has made my spirit gentle. It has made me kind. And I know that I'm good. I'm good in the eyes of the Lord. So as I say, it's made me strong in God's word too. Because we chat with each other. Like yesterday when I was Christian and Nigel, it's so good we could chat about the word. Get the Bible out. We can share things with us. That is what's so good about it. It makes me stronger in faith. Our faith grows because we are sharing what I get in the Word, one passage. You get something else. Yeah. And you can share that with yeah. me. And I think, wow, that has just come alive in me. Or I can share something with you and say, wow, I didn't realize that. So, yes, our faith grows in the house of God. I get stronger in my belief because we're hearing the Word, we're believing the Word. Um, and I know where I belong. I know where my roots are. This is where my roots are. And that is so, so good. And no, most of what I want to say is we are really blessed because we have pastors that are upright with God. Amen. They stand firm for God. They stand on the word. We know that what they feed us is genuine. Yes. Yes. Pastors that love and guide their sheep. We are blessed yeah, for them to be able to guide us and to trust them to guide us and to yeah. lead us. And then I want to end up with, and um, someone shared Psalm 92 with me, the last part, and I read and I think, oh, that is so good. But then day later I read it, or the morning I read it again, I thought, I started from the beginning of 92, I thought, this is beautiful for Sunday morning, which I'm going to read now. It says, it is so enjoyable to come before the Lord with uncontainable praises spilling out from our hearts. And didn't we have beautiful worship this morning? It just spilled out of us. Yeah, we love to sing our praises over and over to you. To the matchless God, high and exalted over all. Mm. At each and every sunrise, we will be thanking you for your kindness and your love. As the sun sets and all through the night, we will keep proclaiming, you are so faithful. Melodies of praise will fill the air as every musical instrument joined with every heart overflows with worship. Didn't we overflow with worship this morning? Oh, it was so, so good. And then I want to end with the last part of Psalm 91. It says, For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. And I say, Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Thanks for being here. Mark, come and share with us as well. Come on, let's welcome Mark. Hey, that was beautiful. I'm not the younger generation, but I have a. <laughs> Even us. This is the difference. Okay. Um, oh, the two question thing is amazing. I've got two questions. <laughs> Probably to keep me on track. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the questions are why are you passionate about the house of God? Uh, so. When I was a kid, I used to get really passionate about going to my friend's house. They had the house of the kid who was rich. His father was rich. I used to get passionate about going to his house, um, but his mum didn't like us being there. So that, and then I had the and then I had the, the the other friend whose father had property, and we had motorbikes. I had the friend whose father had property, and we had motorbikes. I go motorbike. I get passionate, really passionate about going to that friend's house because his dad had property, and we had motorbikes. So. Do I get passionate about going to my friend's house whose dad is God? Yeah, I get passionate about that because he's God and I get to go to my friend's house and tap me on the shoulder and said, yeah, you're my friend. So um, so I got a little scripture here because in, in Matthew 16, didn't it say, um, on this rock, said Jesus, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. And this is our church. So we're kind of standing on the same rock as Jesus was. That makes us real close. So that's really cool. So um, the other question I've got, so yeah, I'm passionate, and that's why, because this is where I came, because 10 years ago I said uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know Jesus, and he tapped me on the shoulder and said, guess what, I'm real, and it blew me away, and my whole body like a tuning fork just exploded, <laughs> and uh, for about six years I did not know what to do with that, um, just didn't know what to do with it until I came into C3, wow. when you were back at the school, and that was when I started to discover what to do with that. You know, I mean, if I hadn't ever gone to church, I mightn't have ever done anything with that, wow. which would have been an incredible waste. Wow. So that coming to this church helped me activate it, discover it. So when I come here, I'm a, I get fed. I get fed. These guys always say something that's been happening to my to me during the week or something I've been studying. Always, and it keeps me accountable too. You know. Um, so a few months ago, I did slip back into the bottles of wine and the cigarettes and went, hang on a second, this is not right. I can't go to church. If I <laughs> so it keeps me accountable and I get to serve. I'm so blessed that I get to play with people like CJ and sing with you guys. That's, 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 uh, and finally, um, I get to strengthen the ties of this new bigger family that I've got. So when I was in church, some of you would have gotten notice that I, when I was in church, when I was in hospital, um, some of you guys would have got a message that I was having a heart attack or something like that. <clears throat> and some people prayed for me and something happened in the ambulance and then my un- I un- had a heart attack. I was miraculously healed. The doctors were going, well, it's not happening anymore. What we don't know what's happening here. So that's pretty important that you get like saved from death. That's, that's, pretty, that's, that's what happened to me since I came here. I got saved from death. Part like, and so that's, that's pretty good, right? Um, Pastor Christian even came and with another elder of the church, another... Yeah. Russell came to came to my bedside in the hospital. Yeah. I don't know if mega churches have that. You know? <laughs> the pastor comes to your bedside when when you're in hospital. That's amazing. So that was really cool. And uh, yeah, they, he could have just sent flowers. <laughs> By the way, if someone's in, you know, if someone, if someone is in hospital that you love. Don't send flowers to them, right? Because they can sometimes on some really heavy painkillers and they're a bit confused and they wake up and see flowers and it's like. 
oh, I get the wrong idea, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't make it. <laughs> anyway, so let's, let's answer those questions, guys, and I hope you all endured that. <laughs> Fantastic. Come on, let's thank Mark and Margaret. Who thinks we should bring back stories with Mark? Yeah. All right, that'll, that'll be happening in a few weeks' time. I love that. I, I love it because it's real. Yeah. I love it because we all have a story like that yeah. uh, of, of what it means to be in the house of God, what it means to be a part of the family of God, uh, what we get from. And, and I actually I wrote a list as well, so I'm going to join in with you guys with a list. I, what I've found in the house. So I, I've been in church my entire life. Uh, I was raised Catholic and Christian Francis Jared Thomas McCutton. That's my baptized and confirmed names. Um, but so for tomorrow, 48 years, I've been in church. 30 plus years, I've been in relationship with Christ. And I feel like I found some things in the house of God. And I was going to share this later on, but we may not get there. But I, I found my faith in the house yeah. of God. Yeah. Uh, and who knows you don't need faith when you don't need faith, yeah. but you do need faith when you need faith. Yeah. Uh, and But I learnt that I could put my faith in a good and loving God yeah. and that I could trust in him and I could wait on him and I could stand on that rock yeah. and that I could, I could build my life upon his unchanging, unwaving love for me. Uh, I found forgiveness. Yeah. And, and, you know, I needed forgiveness. Yeah. I do need forgiveness. And the Bible says there's none that are righteous, no, not one. So we have to keep coming back to that source of forgiveness and you can only come to that place through faith. That God I believe and God I'll surrender and God I'll lay down because God I believe. And and like you guys said, I found friends in the house of God. Uh, And and I consider you friends and I consider my life friends, people that I want to do life with, that I found in the house of God. And the weird thing is the people I'm friends with today, I probably wouldn't have been if I hadn't have found myself in the house of God because we're different. Yeah. But it's our differences that, that kind of complement each other, yeah. and it's an amazing thing. I, I found family. Mm-hmm. And not only did I find family, uh, I, we developed, we made family. <laughs> well, that's probably the wrong way to say it. We started a family <laughs> out of the house. We, I met Melissa, and, and, we got, and, and now our kids, next generation, are in the house of God. Um, I feel like I found a future. Yeah, I, I I lacked vision before I found God, before I found the house. But every time I came to the house, I feel like God gets on me, yeah. uh, and, and faith is is spoken into me, and we worship, and I open my heart, and I keep it soft and open, because it's easy to get a hard heart midweek. Yeah. It's easy to walk through a lot of stuff midweek, and people are saying things, and people are throwing things upon you, and people are projecting, and 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 they've got their opinion. It's easy, but I find that when I come to the house, my heart gets soft, yeah. and all those things. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, let that go. All right, fine. I'll get rid of that attitude, and, and you get soft. And um, I found fun. Yeah. And like I, I like I like being around Mark. Yeah. I like being around that are just fun and enjoy life. And honestly, it, it's so easy to go to the negative. Yeah. Why don't we go to the positive? Why don't we? And and that happens in the house. Like like Margaret said, you walk in those bottom doors and you're still heavy and burdened down. And you get halfway up the stairway and you hear something and something's dropping off. Yeah. And then by the time you get to the top, I'm a different person. Yeah. And the Bible says, "He who the sun sets free is free indeed." Yeah. So we can actually allow ourselves to enter into freedom. Yeah. 
freedom is, a, it, we can enter into Jesus. The Bible says if, if whoever's in Christ is a new creation, the old is gone, yeah. the new is, that we can actually let go of and enter into a brand new day. And, and I like that. And I, I just I just get excited uh, about the house of God. Yeah, and you know what? It, I think it's easy to love God and then sometimes become complacent about the house of God. Yeah, wow. Like it's easy to, because God's there and he's with me and, and church is always there and it's on next week and we can do it the week after. And yeah, they've got a speaker coming, but somebody else will come a little while later. It's easy to go, I'm, I'm busy yeah. and life's big, but where is God positioned in that? Yeah. You know, because life is big and busy for everybody. Yeah. We're, all, we're all busy mm-hmm. and life is big. But it's what I prioritize yeah. that I get a passion for. Yeah. Wow. And so I just made a decision long, long, long time ago, I'm going to prioritize God. Yeah. And honestly, it, it sounds weird, but after even just since I came to Christ, 32, 31 years, of, I can tell you a handful of Sundays I've missed. Wow. Even when I had my double hip replacement, that was on a Sunday. I was in church. I, I missed one Sunday. And then I was back in church again. And everyone's saying, you're an idiot, you're crazy. And maybe I am. But... I just I wanted to be in church, and it wasn't religious activity. I wanted to be in church, and it hurt. And I was on a lot of painkillers and whatever else, and and I was probably spaced out. But I wanted to be in church. I wanted to be in the presence of God. Yeah. It's it's not something I have to do. It's not. I, I've been here since six thirty. I like it, and, and I like it when nobody's here because it's the house of God. And I love it when everybody's here because it's it's the house of God, and we're doing it together. So again, I want to just talk about developing and strengthening our, our passion for the house of God. Um, Jesus committed himself. God committed himself yeah. to building the house. Yeah. He said, I will build my church. And we know that the church isn't these four walls. It's, yeah. it's us connected. It's us joining together. But we come to celebrate what God has created to go out and be a difference yeah. tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday. And We come to allow ourselves to be changed and transformed, for God to push on the bruises and God to do a work in us. So can I encourage you, when you come, let God do a work. Yeah. Don't come just to be here. Yeah. Don't come just to sing or just to hear. Come to be transformed. Yeah. Jacob said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. He fell asleep, he woke up, he saw angels ascending and descending, he saw heaven opening. This this is a place where heaven meets earth and earth meets heaven, where we can actually allow God to touch us and change us and make us and form us, and, and, and he does all the heavy lifting. We just have to surrender. We just have to lay our lives down and say, God, I don't got it, but you do. Do what only you can do in my life. Amen. And God wants you living for him. The Bible says, I am a jealous God. There shall be no others before me. God doesn't want anything before him. He wants our hearts alive and there to be a passion and a desire for more of him. And you know what? I think we're we're living in interesting days. It's time to rise. It's time to get passionate. It's time to do life on fire with excitement and vision and and vigor as we move towards the future. Let's not not anticipate bad things. Let's anticipate good things. The Bible says God is working all things together for your good. He knows the end from the beginning. Let's anticipate. Let's have hope for. Let's believe for good days ahead. Amen? Amen. Maybe next week, right? You know, every week we ask the team to come in here praising and praying. 
praising and praying, prayed up, prayed up, fueled up, filled up and praising. Because when we do this, something shifts on the inside. Something shifts. When I'm praying and I'm praising as I enter God's house, I'm not complaining or criticizing. Yeah. Wow. That's good. There's no room for it. Yeah. But there's no, when, I, when I'm praying and praising, I can't complain and criticize. I'm not looking for what's wrong. I'm looking for what's right. Yeah. And then I'm excited about what's right. And then I go, and then that starts to fuel me. It's like a self fulfilling prophecy. When I'm praying and I'm praising and I'm lifting high the name of it's something takes a hold of me and I get in this flow. And God goes, Good, I can lead you somewhere now. I can take you somewhere. That's a good place. And it is a place full of my blessing. And it's a, it's a place full of my plans. Because I've got plans and I've got purposes for your life. And I can take you there now because you're on the right path. And what I've found for me is when I'm praying and praising, my passion levels for the things I'm praying and praising for rise. Yeah. They, they increase. They enlarge. Isaiah says, enlarge the place of your tent. Can I encourage you? You can enlarge your future by praying and praising. If you start to pray and you start to praise and you start to think and you used to, you've got a heart of gratitude, your world will enlarge. Yeah. So many people minimize their lives by focusing on, on the one or two things that are going wrong and they, they laser focus on this and their world gets smaller. It gets contained and limited. But as we lift our eyes to where our help comes from, our lives enlarge and get bigger. So I want to share from Psalm 84 this morning. And... This is a psalm, most of the psalms were written by David. However, this psalm and 10 others were written by the sons of Korah. It was a song. The sons of Korah were Kohathite um, musicians who served in the temple. They were, they were musicians that served in the house. Well, I love this. It says this, Psalm 84, starting in verse 1, says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord. What's happening here? Praising and praying. Yeah. Praising and praying. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven armies. We are attributing to God the rightful position. We are saying, God, I acknowledge your house. I acknowledge you. I acknowledge your presence. And it's lovely. And it's desirable. And I want more of it. It says, I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home. The swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God, what joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. How good is that? What joy for those who can live in your house, always singing praises. Yeah. Reminds me of Thessalonians where it says, Rejoice always, yeah. pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, rejoice always, be in communion with me, give thanks. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just have to arrest my mouth yeah. and say, Stop it. Yeah. I've got, I, I got to engage my brain to stop my mouth being negative yeah. or speaking down or being critical and just go, Stop it. Yeah. Just get thankful. Just get grateful. Just speak out truth. And you know what? If you have to become a sanctified liar, become a sanctified liar. Just say, God, life is good. Even if life doesn't feel good in the moment, just say, you know what? God, you are with me. Life is good. You have promised an assured future. You have said you've got plans and purposes for my life. Life is good. I'm getting over. I'm getting through. I'm going to have breakthrough. I'm going to succeed. The Bible says you're already a success. It says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You've already been given victory in life through Jesus Christ. Just walk into it. Yeah. Don't stop walking. 
Yeah. You know, it says, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Yeah. Don't stop in the middle of the valley. Don't start looking around and taking, you know, stock of, of, of what, just keep walking through that valley. You might be shadowed on the left, shadowed on the right. You might, there may be accusations, there may be attacks. There, just keep walking. Just keep swimming. swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Come on, that's good preaching. What joy for those who strength come set their minds on pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it shall become a place of refreshing springs. You know, when I come to the house of God and I get passionate about the house of God, my perspective shifts. Yeah. So this is, though I'm going through a valley of weeping, it shall become. Yeah. Do you know sometimes it's just a perspective shift? It's just a flicking on of faith. It's a stepping into God, I believe, and it shifts my circumstances and changes my season. Because yeah. what was a place of weeping now becomes a place of abundance, a place of provision, a place of breakthrough and joy that I can drink from. And I can drink from my, when your spirit is full, when you come to the house of God, you can be filled. Yeah. Mm. The Bible says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Mm. And God is here. Where two or three are gathered, there I am in your midst. God is here to fill you, to change you, to transform you, to give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And that's what it says. Delight yourself in God, mm. in his house. Stand upon the rock. Take joy in all that he, delight yourself in Lord. He will give you. The desires of your heart. And what I love is it doesn't say you have to fight for the desires of your heart. You have to work harder for the desires of your heart. You have to stress and strain. It says delight yourself in God. Let go of your weights. Let go of your burdens. Let go of your concerns. Where's that in the Bible? Be anxious for nothing. Philippians 4. But in all things, through prayer and supplication, present your requests to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Don't worry, seek Him. Don't worry, enjoy. Don't worry, be grateful. That, that's what happens for me in the house of God. Do you know what I mean? And I, I want to be the same person tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday as I am today, but I find I need a refresher course once a week, at least once a week. And if it's not, then, then we'll go to the prayer meeting, and then, then I'll go to the connect group, and then we'll go and hang with somebody, and then we'll go and have a, because I need to be topped up. I need to be refreshed. I need to be reminded. And do you know the cool thing is we remind each other. We remind each other God is good. We remind each other I'm not doing life alone. I'm in family. I've got some friends. I've got people that are standing beside me. I'm part of an army. That's What I'm a part of is bigger than the part that I play. That's what I love about the house of God. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessing. They'll continue to grow stronger and each of them will be, appear before God in Jerusalem. O Lord God of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, God, O Jacob. O God, look with favor upon the king, our shield. Show favor to the one you have anointed. I love this. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a big statement. Yeah, I would rather be a, a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven armies, what joy for those who trust in you. I, I love this because this was written by the Kohathites. The Kohathites the, 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 the were 
musicians who served, they served at church. <laughs> you ever served at church? You ever, you ever set up, you ever packed down, you ever done sound, you ever played? An they served in the house, but, but it didn't stop there. Their desire was in the house. So not just their service, not just their attendance, not just, I mean, their hearts were in the house. And because their hearts and their desire were in the house, they encountered God. Do you know why I truly believe you can come to church without encountering God? Yeah. I think that's a, that's a sad, sad way to do life. I don't want to just come and not encounter God. Yeah. Like, like Margaret said, I can read this scripture and then she can read this scripture and she sees something different than I do. But I draw life from what she sees. She draws life from what I see. I'm built up on how joyful it is to spend time in your presence, God. And I go, man, this is epic because they had big lives. They were busy. They, but they, they served, but they allowed their heart to align. They allowed, to, they, they, they leaned in. And, and you know what? It's. It's sometimes we there's a saying in business that you can opt in and you can opt out, yeah. and I think sometimes it's in our spiritual walk or in our in our God, you know, God attention and God focus is we opt in and we opt out. Yeah. The amazing thing is God opted in on your life, wow. and He never opted out. Wow. He's, he's always leaning in. He's always the Bible says, "Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you." Yes. That that God is always close, and He's He can be found in His house. And again, we know that the church isn't just these four walls, but we are the church. So as we come together, as we opt in, as we lean in and focus up, we're empowered to go out and to be salt and light. Amen? And as I said before, Jacob said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. David in Psalm 69 said, zeal for your house consumes me. That's another big statement. Mm-hmm. Zeal for your house consumes me. Who's saying that? David. Who was David? David was not only a worshipper. He wasn't only just a servant. He wasn't only just a shepherd. He, he slayed giants and he became king. One of the greatest, wisest, king, wisest kings in all of history. And he says, my zeal for your house has consumed me. He said, I, I want to build your house. I've got to build you. I've got to build you a temple. I've got to honor you. And God said, you've, you've spilled too much blood. It can't be you. It'll be your son. He said, well, if it can't be me that physically does it, I'm going to make provision for it. Yeah. My house is so, my heart is so connected to the house. I am so passionate about honoring you, God. I have to make provision for the house of God. And in today's terms, what David gave, not out of his kingly you know, ransom, but out, out of his own personal treasury, is worth billions of dollars, yeah. which only says to me he was so invested. His heart was so inclined. He, he desired so much the presence of God that the earthly riches meant nothing. Yeah. He just wanted more of God. And, and I think about Jesus in, in Matthew 21 says, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. Wow. Yeah. Now, Jesus, calm down. <laughs> Shivers, we're in, the, we're in the house. He's like, no, there, there's purpose in this place. This is a place where, where prayers will ascend and descend, where, where worship will be held, where people will gather together in my presence and in my name. You won't do any other trade in this house. You won't, you won't turn this into something it's not meant to be. This is meant to be a, a house of prayer and a house of praise and a house of worship for all time. Amen. 
Uh, so I guess I've got a question this morning too, Mark. <laughs> is are you passionate and consumed by a desire to be in the house of God? Yeah. To build and be a part of the house of God. Because that's what God's passion is. Yeah. That you would draw close, that you would be a part of what he is building and establishing in the earth. And, and whether it's a C3 church, it's a, a church with a different name over the door, it doesn't matter. But I love, I love what was said is, where do your roots go down? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you call your spiritual home? Because Psalm says, when we are planted in the house of the Lord, we will be fresh and flourishing. Yeah. All the days of our life will, will carry the, the handprint of God upon it. And God favours and blesses. He favours and blesses. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. And honestly, I'm just not smart enough to succeed in life. I need God. Like flat out, I need God. I need him in the decision-making process. I need him when I'm trying to plan towards my future. I need him to be filling me afresh daily. And what I've found over 30-plus years is I find it in the house of God. I find my my centered place in the house of God, where I'm not spinning off to the left and I'm not spinning off to the right and I'm not making rash, wild decisions and I'm not pulling back. When I find myself in the house of God and the presence of God, I find myself centered in a place of stability. And I go, you know what, I can build upon that. I, I I can layer my life upon this rock that is unchanging and unmovable. Amen? Psalm 122, I'm not going to get anywhere close to this. I was going to tell you about my journey. I'll do that another time. But in Psalm 122, it says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now here we are standing inside your gates, O Jerusalem. I was glad. Can I I encourage you this week? Somebody's going to be glad when you say, let's go to the house of the Lord. Ask somebody to church. Ask so, so that they can receive what you've received, yeah. so they can feel what you feel. My peace I give you, not as the world gives you, I give you my peace, peace that will bring freedom, peace, uh, peace that will lighten loads, peace that will set you free. People need what we have. Can I, can I encourage you, church, don't have eyes that only look at your situation. Look beyond your situation and your circumstance and look for the betterment of others. Amen. Because we're all carrying things. We're all weighed down. by. But there's sometimes you just got to shake it off. Prophet Tay-Tay, shake it off. No, she's not a prophet. And just go, you know, I'm letting it go. I'm laying it down. God, you're bigger than all. I'm going to walk in victory, even if it's just in my spirit. And I'm going to wait for my circumstances to align with my faith and my profession. Can we stand to our feet? I'm going to pray for us this morning. But I want to, I want to say this, that our lives will ultimately look like or reflect our passions. Yeah. I'll be able to tell what you're passionate about by the way your life ends up. And you know what? I want to, I want people to look on and go, he was passionate about God. Yeah. He was passionate about the house of God, the things of God. He did his very best to honor God. I want people to look on and go, you know what? I can see a reflection there, and it's not a reflection of the world. Because the things of the world are fleeting and temporal. And we're here for such a short time. But God will use us. God will empower us. God will carry us as we focus in on him and allow his ways to be better. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.